This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This podcast is sponsored by flashfilmacademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Save 25% off your first course when you use promo code THAT25. That's THAT25. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text Flash Film to 74121. That's one word, Flash Film to 74121. All right, let's get started. Ah, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, everybody? Hope all is well. Hope everybody's good. Today's a crazy day, man. Today's a crazy day to be a camera guy. Today's a, a crazy day to be in love with the industry. Um, and we're gonna talk about that today. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get into that. Uh, because it's just nuts. It's just it's it's absolutely nuts. It's absolutely nuts. It's absolutely nice. What's going on, everybody? Post where you're from. I love to see it. I love to see it. Today, we're going to talk about a few things. Um, I, You know, I wanted to come on here and I wanted to talk about how to carry yourself on set uh, when you're working with corporate clients. I wanted to talk about that, but we got so much more to talk about. Like, we got to stick to that. We got to talk about that, but we got so much more that we 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 got to talk about because canon sony is just like sony is just disrespectful today like sony has been very disrespectful today and and what they and what they've done they've been very very disrespectful so we're gonna keep this short and sweet and we're gonna get into it let's talk about the sony alpha one the new flagship camera from sony right the sony a1 nobody expected this we would have been cool with a uh you know an a3 or a4 we would have been cool with that sony but what sony do sony come out with a whole new flagship camera i mean we gonna go over specs and specs like specs tell a story right specs tell a story for those who haven't noticed today sony dropped a brand new flagship camera a new king of mirrorless cameras called the sony alpha a1 it is a game changing camera. It is a punch in the royal throat to everybody in the camera industry. It is literally put everybody on notice. Literally, literally put everybody on notice. Let's go. Let's get the graphics popping when we get started. First, I want to say this. I got I got to do this. I got to do this. Um before we even go into it, you you know we got to we got to roll graphics. We got to roll graphics. Let's do that. 
You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. What's going on, everybody? If this is your first time on this channel, this channel is simply about turning your passion into profit. We talk about the business side of content creation. You can go other places to learn how to add eyelashes to your auntie's pictures, but here we talk about the business side. I teach you how to get clients, how to close clients, how to build websites, everything you need to allow your camera to pay for more gear and not your job. So, and sometimes we talk about gear. Sometimes we get some earth-shattering, game-changing gear that I like to talk about. Today we're talking about the Sony Alpha A1. Is it the Sony A1? I don't know if they figured that out yet, but it is a punch in the mouth to everything, everything, especially if you are a sports photographer. If you are a professional photographer and you rely on speed and functionality, there is nothing even close. Let's go over specs real quick, really quick, because I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about it for an hour. I want to make sure people who watch it later have access to it. Let's let's put some graphics on the screen real quick because um, I get messages as soon as I go live. There you go. Okay. Um, really quick, 50.1 megapixel camera that can capture 30 frames a second. So it can capture pictures as fast as it captures video <sighs> going to dual C fast cards. Now, don't get me wrong. That memory is going to be expensive for the foreseeable future. However, you can't get that speed anywhere else with anything else. Um, so it's, it's absolutely crazy. Derek P said there's no need to buy a red camera anymore. I absolutely agree. Let's keep going. Let's just 30 frames a second is ridiculous. I've done NFL photography. Nobody's out there with 30 frames. It, there's, there's never been a camera to give you 30 frames, period. It's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, It is, it's, it's just nuts. No blackout. So you're getting 30 frames just popping off. It's ridiculous. Uh, at 50 megapixels. Absolutely nuts. Um, you got a lot of new things um, like no distortion in your silent shutter. The only reason I don't use a silent shutter is because it has a little distortion. If I'm shooting some fast, they've eliminated that. Um, they got a vibration free electronic, not an electronic shutter, but a regular shutter, a, a mechanical shutter. That's ridiculous. Sony, like, th thank you for listening to people. Elijah, good looking out in the super chat. He says three o'clock in the morning over there. Um, let's talk about a few other things. 759 autofocus points. That's 92% of the sensor covered. Ridiculous. And the big Hadouken uppercut, Mortal Kombat uppercut throat punch we got going on is 8K video at 30 frames a second, 10-bit um, internal, 16-bit raw through a full-size HDMI port. I'll pause. I'll give a moment of silence to anybody else who's ever made a camera. We'll pause for a second for them. Because uh Canon, Nikon, Panasonic, who else is left? Not black, not 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 black magic. They got a 12k. Everybody else, this is what I want you to do, right? I want you to uh let me make sure I got my sound up. I want you to uh go on Craigslist 
poster company for sale, write up something cute because you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Um, When I think of Canon, that's what I think of. It's over. Nikon, listen, I, I like Nikon, right? I like their enthusiasm, uh, but I feel like they're hanging on by, by a thread because they they don't, um, they're not, first to the to the table with anything anymore i feel like they buy old sony parts and rebrand it i i just they haven't been leaders in the industry in a while so no disrespect to nikon i started on an icon still love you guys but just have a seat at the kids table over there this is the big boy table i'm gonna tell you why this canon this canon this camera destroys everything that Canon does right now. And I'm sorry for my Canon fan guys. I love you to death. I, I, I own the multiple cannons, but Canon is not going to murder half of its cinema, cinema line, cinema line to catch up to this camera. They're just not going to do it. They just won't do it. You see how they crippled their own mirrorless camera when it came to AK. A lot of people noticed that it really wasn't overheating. It was just all computer stuff telling it to stop. They're not going to murder everything from the C500 really to see 700 on down to compete with this camera they're not going to do it so you can tell me all the cute stuff as to why you want to stick with canon the form factor the blah 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 the color science you have that right but the truth is it's not even close it's not even close so i'm sorry but i'm not um 15 stops, 15 plus stops of dynamic range, which is already good enough. But when you add a cinetone on top of it, you, any anything you can say about a Canon cinema camera from the C500 on down is irrelevant because I'm getting 16-bit raw output through an HDMI port. There's not much you can say. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm pretty fair when it comes to cameras, right? I jumped from camera to camera. I had black magic. I've had Sony. You can't look at this camera and, and just dismiss it. If if you're a sports photographer, if you are a wedding photographer, if you're a videographer, you can't dismiss it. And listen, you have to know, you have to know that an Alpha or Sony Alpha A1 S and A1R is probably sitting on the shelf right now being developed. It's probably coming. You, you're probably going to get 8K at 120 frames a second internally at some point within the next 24 months. You're probably going to get a 100 megapixel camera on the, on the Alpha 1R within the next 24 months. We got to be real about it. If you know how Sony do, you know how Sony do. They're not going to, they're going, th this is a, this is a kick. This is a, this is a, this is not a throat punch. This is a throat stump right here. Let's finish going through stat stats. Five access optical in-body image stabilization, of course. The best autofocus in the game, of course. The best eye autofocus in the game, of course. The best animal eye autofocus in the game, of course. Um, 9.44 million dot OLED viewfinder with the world's first 240 frame per second refresh rate in the viewfinder. You're not getting that from your phone. You're barely getting that from your monitor. The A7S3 viewfinder is absolutely ridiculous. 
and this is better? Who asked for more? Who asked for better? I was okay with that. This is ridiculous. It's going to be $6,500. So the price of a 1DX, it it has um, Sony, it, it doesn't have the, have the flip out screen like the A7S III. It has the same screen as the A7R. And I think there's a reason why. When they come out with a Sony Alpha 1S, it will take on that body style. I'm pretty sure of it. I'm not a psychic or anything, but I'm pretty sure of it. Um, it, it's just ridiculous. Like I don't listen, I, let me, let me just talk. Let me just talk to my Sony, my Canon guys. I know right now you're trying to find a reason to, to, to fight for this company that you're so loyal to, but right now is not the time to be loyal to a camera body, to a camera manufacturer. This is, I, Something that I, I I tell everybody that subscribe to this channel. This is the time where you want to marry the lens and just date the bodies. You don't want to get attached. You ever have an old guy tell you, you're 16, son. You don't want to get attached. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is literally that, that conversation. You don't want to get attached. You can like it, but don't love it. Don't fall in love with it. Move on, Right. The greatest of greats know when to move on and say, okay, this was great. This was fun. Let's go to something next. You don't want to be, no, you don't want to be there. So you got to really, really, really think about it. Am I copping it? I don't know yet. I don't think so. I got, I just bought two A7S threes. I'm perfectly happy with it. I don't need 8K. It, it, it's not appealing to me. Um, if I was doing more sports photography, if I was doing more NFL photography, if I was doing more of that, 100%. Um, so as far as overheating, so they're saying that it's not going to overheat. They've designed it not to. And you got to remember this because Canon or Sony jumped out and offered 4k first, they went through all of the overheating issues. They went through it. Um, they went through all of that. So they, they've worked through it where Canon, this is their first time really pushing the envelope. So I'm a Sony fanboy, but it only has 10, 10 frame per second mechanical. Doesn't bother me. If I get 30 frames per second out of a non-mechanical shutter that has no distortion, the only downside of an electronic, uh, shutter, the only downside was that there was distortion. That was it. You can eliminate that. You can keep your mechanical shutter. I don't care. It's gone. The only thing is when you shot, shot stuff really fast, there was a little distortion. If they've eliminated that, I'm the mechanical shutter can go with the with the with the mirror from the DSLR. So, you know. Um this this says I have to think Sony will drop another camera that's better than this. This seems like the camera is made to beat the R5 rather than um competing with the successor to the 1DX. Okay, so this camera murders the 1DX. It's not even close. There's there's nothing about the 1DX other than weight that is better than this camera. So you have to think of how Sony released cameras, right? Let's think about the A7, A7S lineup or A7 lineup. Right. Usually they they release a hybrid, which is the A7 III, which is in the middle. It's usually fast. 
It offers a decent amount of megapixels and decent video. Then they release an R, which is more resolution. So it'll usually double the megapixels, offer a decent amount of video. So it'll probably be 8K. And it's usually, that's it. Then they offer an S, which usually talks about, it's usually pushed more towards the video side. That's where you'll see the flip out screen. That's where you'll probably see 8K at 60 or 8K at 120. So that's how Sony Sony usually release cameras. Um, it's you gotta you gotta look at how Sony works. And if you're new to Sony, it may appear that way, but they always usually start with the hybrid, and then they specialize in different ones, a video one and a, and a resolution one. I would not be surprised if I seen that. Um, I, I would not be surprised if I seen that from this lineup. Wouldn't be surprised. They can't remove flickering. They have, they've seemed to have removed flickering with this model. And it's really just about processing speed, right? It's about processing speed. Um, I get, I understand the global shutter. The A7S three does not have a global shutter, but it has very little rolling shutter. Like it's very hard to allow it to rolling shutter. So the A9 lineup, I don't, I'm not saying the A9 lineup is dead. There is still a place for it. I wouldn't be surprised if I see an A9S or A9R as well. Um, but you got to know that an A1R is coming and an A1S is coming within the next two years. So I think the A9, you didn't see an A9R and an A9S because Sony felt like it didn't, the A9 competed with the 1DX. It didn't set a bar. Right, it set a bar for mirrorless cameras. It didn't. Set, it wasn't an industry standard. It didn't set a bar for the industry. This camera sets a bar for the industry. This this camera put the industry on notice. This camera just it showed up at everybody's house and just punched them in the throat as soon as they opened the door. As soon as they opened the door, it punched them in the throat. So. Something to think about. $6,500, honestly, it's not a bad price just for the video side, let alone let alone the speed you get in photography. And I'm going to be honest with you. I got a video coming where I talk about me selling my Ursa, you know, because if I can go to a shoot like this instead of like this and get the same quality, why would I show up with four cases, putting it together, doing this? when I can do this. It's just the future. Things are getting smaller, right? You're not showing up with an old school VHS camera where the VCR was a strap hanging on your side and you had to press, press record and you're not doing that no more. I don't care how great they make the quality. You don't want that. So it's something you really, really got to take in mind, take into account. Like it's just, it's coming $6,500. It releases March of 2021. This March. So Keep that in mind. Definitely keep that in mind. It's it's coming. It's definitely coming. Um, you know, I, I just I, you know, I just I like to just keep it real. I'm not I'm I'm all over the place when it comes to cameras. I'm watching everybody, right? I'm watching everybody when it comes to cameras. I'm not going to if, if somebody come out with a better Canon than Sony, I'm out. I sold my Sony's to go to Black Magic. I sold my Black Magic's to go to Sony. I sold my Canons to go to Black Magic. 
I sold my Nikons to go to Canyon. I'm 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 going wherever the best camera is, but I'm keeping all my glass. Um, so something to think about it. Betamax, Betamax forever. <laughs> uh, Sony's been blazing trails for the last two years with their lineup from from vlogging to cinema cameras. No one else can remotely keep up. I agree with that. 808. I totally agree with that. They've been punching people in the mouth. So you you gotta listen, listen, stop, stop fighting it. Right? Stop fighting it. I understand you want to be loyal to a brand, and I get it. Right now it's not the time. It's just not the time. It's not the time to be loyal to a brand. New graphics. Good looking out, Parker. Um, so something to definitely think about as we move through. Uh, everything it's something to definitely definitely think about so let's let's talk about now that we got that out of the way we'll answer a few questions about that ongoing let me put this back on the screen we'll answer a few questions about that ongoing however uh it, good question Derek p if i didn't buy the a7s3 uh which i would i consider it nope if i if i was signed to a team if i had a contract um with a team Yes, I, there is. There shouldn't be an NFL photographer, a baseball photographer, or anybody who don't jump ship. So, married. To, I'm married to my Canon glass. Now I'm moving to Sony. I'm in for a messy divorce. Nope, it won't be that messy if you got an adapter. You got an adapter. James Green said, "I'm loyal to Nikon." James, let me ask you a question: Are you over forty years old? I'm just curious because everybody that's married to Nikon is usually. 35 plus. Um, does Nikon have any other source of income other than cameras? Not that I know of. Just bought the A7S3. Should I return it and get the A1? I don't think so. No. I, I don't need 8K. The benefit to that camera for me is 8K. If you're a wedding photographer, yes. Just because of the 30 frames a second. For me, I don't. I don't need 8K like that. It's just I do like the the uh the S Cinetone. I do like that, but I'm I'm cool with my A7S3 until they come out with an A A1S. I'm perfectly fine. I'm selling my Nikon ASAP. This is the thing. You better you you better hope you can still get some good money for it. Because people who are late to the to selling stuff, values drop tremendously. So the the thing is, Nikon makes gun scopes. You're absolutely right. I don't know how much gun, how much they're selling in gun scopes, but the thing is, you got to be on technology so that you can flip your stuff in time to get what's new, to get top dollar for what's new. I remember I sold my FS seven hundred, right? I knew Canon was uh, Sony was announcing something new. I sold my FS seven hundred for like six grand. They announced the FS5, the FS700 dropped to like 3500 So just being up to date will be profitable. So make sure you're up to date. Now, if you got an A9, if you right now, if you ever wanted to buy an A9, for the next month, you're going to see a lot of A9s for sale used. So it's a great time to jump on A9s. Um, everybody's going to be selling R5s tomorrow. You're absolutely right. If you wanted an R5, right now is the time to jump on an R5. Remember, I just posted a video maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, talking about why and when you need to start to buy used gear. So 
Eight K good fun films say eight K stands for eight thousand because that's what you're gonna spend on a computer that can handle it. Yes, unless you get one of the new Apple computers with M1 processors, you can get a Mac Mini for about eight ninety nine with thirty two gigs of RAM. Will it will handle that eight K? Just bought a used Canon hundred millimeter micro, decent deal. Should I upgrade my A seven two? I'm portrait. Um, as a portrait photographer, I'd much rather have an A seven R. So. Keep your, keep your eye on the used market. Things are going to sell. Things are going to sell. So this is what we're going to do. I want to jump into the second topic I had because I don't want to spend too much time. And we got about 10 minutes left in this live. Um, but keep your questions coming in and I will answer them as they come in. One of the things I want to touch on is how to carry yourself on set as a uh, photographer or videographer on a corporate with a corporate client. I'm sorry. Because it's a little bit different than when you're on set shooting for a movie, right? There are some things that I want to to make sure you touch on and do when you're on set. On a movie set, personality doesn't matter much unless you're the director. Personality is, if you're a grip, if you're a cinematographer, it doesn't matter much. As long as you can get along with people, they're cool. When it comes to corporate environments, I always tell people the most important tool in your bag is your personality. You're working with people who are not comfortable in front of cameras. So the goal is to make them comfortable in front of cameras. Um, so you want to make sure that your personality is that. Your personality does that for the client. So it's something that you want to work on. This is a great question. We're going to answer this question right here in about two minutes. But you want to make sure your personality helps the, the client, you know, become comfortable in front of the camera. I'll give you a trick that I posted as one of the quick tips of the week that I like to do is once I get my cameras and my lights set up, whenever I'm working with the client, because they're usually a little nervous, even if they're public speakers, and I've worked with public speakers that were just getting cut the camera on and they were, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? What I usually do is I cut the camera on. I survey that person as much as I can, as best as I can. I look at the car they pulled up in. If I'm in their office, I'll look at things in their office and I'll try to start a conversation. I'll try to start a conversation about something I see in that room. Oh, you're a, you're a Bears fan. What do you think you're going to do this year? How do you feel about their quarterback? Oh, you, you, you have the Tesla. How do you like it? I keep hearing great things. Get people to talk about themselves because people are comfortable talking about themselves. And as you roll that, as you're doing this, you're going to roll that camera. I usually cut my front. Um, I can't think of the name of it, the red light off in the front. And then I'll go straight into questions. That'll make them feel comfortable. And it'll make it easier because they're thinking about what the interview is going to be. They're trying to memorize their lines. And they're like, you don't want them to be, hey, my name is, you want them to be comfortable. So when you talk about the people, you have people talk about themselves, people tend to be comfortable. They tend to relax and open up. So you want to do that before you move into the interview. Um, Real quick, we're going to jump back and answer this question, and then we're going to come back. When do you think another Blackmagic camera will come out? Blackmagic 6K is still future-proof. Yes, but I think it's time for an URSA update, an URSA refresh. I think you'll see it at NAB this year. I think you'll see it at NAB this year. Um, you know, I, I, you're going to definitely see it very soon. I think that the refresh we got last time was just to get rid of parts. So I think 
it's about time for an Ursa refresh. I don't think it's going to look anything like an Ursa. It's probably going to be a little smaller. It's probably going to be a little more like the uh, Black Magic Pocket. But I think they're going to, uh, they're trying to get rid of those parts, but I definitely see it coming. And it's probably going to be an 8K, 8.5K, 10K, something like that. Definitely. Um, let's go back to being, working on set. Another thing you got to think about when you're working on set is making sure that you um, you take control, right? These clients don't know what's going on. When you're on the film set, actors have experience. People have experience. Your client does not know what's going on. So you want to make sure you come in and you want to make sure you bring an itinerary. You, you have a list of things that's going to happen or you want to work with that client beforehand and you understand what's going to happen and you make sure you communicate that to them because you may have to worry about things that they're not thinking about like lunch. Who's going to pay for it? Who's going to get it? Um, so something you want to think about. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of things when it comes to carrying yourself on set. I talk about uniforms all the time. I talk about making sure that you know who the decision maker is. Sometimes you work with a team. There's always a decision maker. Know who that person is. Don't be satisfying. Yes, man. Make sure you satisfy the person that makes the decision. Make sure you get extra footage of the person that makes decisions. When I was a wedding photographer, I always took pictures of whoever was paying for it. If they said their mama paying for it, I had great pictures of her. I still got pictures of the bride and groom, but I had great pictures of her. So make sure you do a lot of things to help build that relationship with the decision maker. Don't build it with just a gatekeeper. Build it with the decision maker. Um, uniforms, like I said, is a must. Making sure that you have your pa- your paperwork and contracts done before you start shooting. If there's several, if there are several, several people who, good question, Ashley, big shout out to you. If there's several people um, that will sign off on the video, you want to make sure you understand who those people are. Because a lot of times there's just a lot of people who are involved with the project who aren't the decision makers. And I've had some times where I was trying to make people happy and I'm, I, I, I find out that they're just the person in charge of scheduling. So make sure you understand in the project who the decision makers are. Make sure you you look the part. Don't go in there wearing cargo this and regular polo that. Make sure you represent your brand. People see value in uh, you representing your brand. You wouldn't trust a Comcast guy or a Time Warner guy or your cable guy to show up in a regular t-shirt and jeans. You expect them to have a clipboard. You expect them to take notes. You expect them to have the logo on the shirt and the car to match. Your clients expect that from you. You show more value when you do that. So make sure that when you go on set, your appearance, you you, you show, you know, your appearances together and you show value. I always take a clipboard or iPad. I'm always taking notes. Those are things that uh, show value to your client. So you want to make sure that you keep that in mind. You want to make sure that you have breaks scheduled. You want to make sure that you have lunch scheduled. You want to make sure that you present that to your client during the time of the shoot so that when you arrive, you have that together. If you have structure-based pricing, like we teach here at Flash Film Academy, you're going to make your money. So you get there and you don't drag your feet. Always keep moving. Look busy. Try to make sure you or your shooters or your audio people aren't on their phone all day. 
Get you an Apple Watch. So when you get notifications, you can just check it and keep going. Get you a Fitbit or whatever you want to get so you can check it and keep going. Those are things that you need to do on set to not leave a bad taste in the client's mouth. Make sure the client understand what's going on. Communicate with them. Don't start breaking down lights and they don't know what's going on. Communicate with them. Talk to them about the B-roll you're capturing. Talk to them about why you're doing what you're doing. Clients love to feel engaged in the shoot. They love to understand what's going on. They love to, to learn about the process compared to clients that don't talk to them at all. They just do it. So those are things that you want to definitely keep in mind as you move forward with um, working with clients so that they can, you know, they can feel a part of the process. Making clients feel like they're part of the process is one of the best things you can do for a client that's spending money, right? I, I, I currently now have a car that's in the shop. It's been in the shop for some time. The, the shop has not called me and say, hey, Ty, this is what we're running into. Hey, Ty, this is the problem. I'm livid because I don't understand why I got my car longer than y'all need to. So make sure your communication skills are there. Make sure you're walking them through what's taking place. Make sure they understand why you're using a slider. Tell them how great the shot is going to look when you use a slider, when you use a gimbal. Tell them how great the shot is going to look when you change the lighting or you add this lighting or how this hair light is going to make things pop and and little things like that. Tell them things so that they'll understand what's going on within this process. Because unlike people on a film set who live this every day, your corporate clients does not. They don't understand what's going on. So make sure you talk to them about it. Um, let me make sure. Um, Scary Good Marketing says we leave them with some swag. Definitely a great idea. I usually bring swag walking in the door to get the client's attention. When I approach the client or a gatekeeper, a $5 Starbucks gift card will go way further than you think. And leaving swag on the way out is also a great idea. And it's something that you can work into the price. So something you also think about. And make sure you leave them with good swag. Don't give them boring pins and stuff they have a ton of. Leave them something that will sit on their desk, something that they will use, something that they um, will definitely think of or keep in front of them as they move forward. Portugal, what's going on? Welcome welcome to the to the chat. So as you do that, um, you know, you want to make sure that you keep that in mind as you move forward. The camera I'm using for this live is the A7S3. So that's right. Don't forget to like this video. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit, you know, if you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe. And carrying yourself on set. Listen, I'm I'm gonna be real with you. There are days where I've had bad shoots. I just I had stuff on my mind. I wasn't, I just didn't have a good shoot day. I'm not gonna lie to you. Some days you have days where you just you're just off. You got things you're thinking about. Um, you know, exposure may not be the greatest. Your your shot selection may not be the greatest. You you just may not have a good shoot day. However, because my personality was there, clients hired me over and over again. And and I've literally had times where I like I said, it just wasn't a good shoot day, but my personality saved the client. So go into that thinking about going to your shoot, thinking about your personality is a part of the value that you offer to your client. Personality is huge. 
and make sure you use that as you move forward. Your client that's hiring you, they're not familiar with what's going on. Make them feel familiar. When you go see your doctor, he don't just start touching on you. He start talking about why he need to check your knee and how does this feel? Does that, is that, you know, does that hurt? The reason why I'm checking is because this, this, that, and the other. Normally when people hurt their knee, they do it when they hurt their knee running and usually spraying this and tweak that and hurt that. So I want to check all of that. Your doctor is great at talking you through the solution that he's providing. Make sure you're great. Make sure you're great at talking your client through the solution that you're providing. They will thank you for that, right? They will thank you for that. Have I ever considered streaming on Twitch? I have not. Um, I have not. I see gold member lighting in the background. That's right. Um, do you have your own video editor? Yes. So these are things that, that you don't really pick up in a book. These are things that, um, a lot of people don't bring to your attention, especially on YouTube because they want to talk about 8k cameras all day. And that's cool. I love 8k cameras. That's great. But you having a 8k camera, if, if I give you an 8k camera and give somebody else an HD camera, you won't make more money than him if you don't understand how to market your brand, if you don't understand the business side of it. In fact, your 8K, your 8K purchase will lose you money if you don't know how to market yourself and your brand to pay for more gear. If you're going to work to buy your gear and that work is not camera related, that's not an investment. Your camera gear should pay for more camera gear, but it won't do that if you don't invest in yourself and understanding how to market and grow your business, it's extremely important. Flashfilm Media Niche is corporate event video photography, um, communication videos. So something that you definitely, definitely want to think about. Do you think DaVinci Resolve can achieve same results with Premiere and After Effects? No. DaVinci Resolve is in a whole nother field. For mild color grading and editing, yes. I think um, Premiere, as far as color, I'm not talking about editing. Editing, it's even across the board. I'm talking about color. I think Premiere can do 60, 55% of what DaVinci Resolve can do on color, not editing. Fusion and After Effects is going to be about neck and neck. There's a lot more support for After Effects. After Effects has been in it for a while. But After Effects... Is dated because it offers, it's more of a 2D style editor. It's not node-based. There are plugins you can get, but Fusion is just designed for today's video. Something you want to definitely think about. If I had to start from scratch, if you're just getting into it and you're just learning to do something and you and, I, and I'm saying which direction you want you to go, I'm going to tell you to go to DaVinci Resolve Fusion um, direction all day. If you're saying, hey, I want to get into this, where do I start? I'm going to say go there. A lot of people who work with After Effects just started working with After Effects. They got in, you know, working with Photoshop and they've just uh, stayed within that family. And and that's it. But I'm Resolve is definitely the future. Fusion is a pain if you're coming from After Effects. If you've never, if you don't know about layers and nodes and all of that, it's not that difficult. It's hard to come from layers and to go to nodes. It's hard to make that transition, right? It's not hard to learn it. 
So would you ever do another wedding? Why and why not? So I, I'm done with weddings. I was a combat photographer in the military. Weddings was way worse than being a combat photographer, without a doubt. It's way worse. <laughs> the, uh, people, people, I usually tell people that joke. Like I, I duck bullets before I deal with bridezillas any day. At least people who shoot at you in the military, you can probably shoot back. You can't shoot back at bridezillas. And then you got to deal with mother-in-laws and it's just rough. Editing software for a slow computer. Nothing. iMovie. Nothing. There is no way. Um, I wouldn't. There's nothing. Shoot in a lower format. Stop trying to shoot in 4K. Um, stop trying to shoot in 4K. Stop trying to. Listen, you can go get a Mac Mini for $699 with the M1 processor. And it'll run circles around a large majority of of computers out here. You don't have to have a super crazy $12,000 PC with a clear, you know, case with lights. You don't have to do all that. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. Um, did you deal with more Bridezillas or moms of Bridezillas? Both. Double Bridezillas. It's crazy. Mr. B says, Ty been filming weddings since puberty. If you look at the intro or you look at some past videos, you'll see me at 14 filming weddings with VHS cameras. It's absolutely correct. Uh, weddings are rough. Because think about it. Let's let's do a wedding. Let's okay. If if you if your friend asks you to shoot a video of them talking with B-roll and you mess up, it's not a problem. If that friend asks you to shoot a wedding and you mess up, it's a major problem. It can end a friendship. I've it can end a friendship. It's it's not where you want to be. So at least with a client, you can try to give them their money back. And a lot of times, clients, if you mess up a wedding shoot, they don't want their money back. They're suing you. They want more because they can't redo that. So I don't want that. I I, I don't want I don't want to deal with that because I've had times where even shoots for friends, um, there were circumstances that prevented me from getting certain shots due to the church that they picked and the rules of the church. And I wasn't able to get certain shots because of the rules within the church. Um, you know, they had places for you to stand. They had places for you to be. And it kind of caused issues and friendships. And I'm, even though I explained to them like, Hey, your church wouldn't allow me to do this. They don't care. So those are things that I don't want to deal with. Um, if your clients ask Instagram photos during your video shoot, when all you have is a cinema camera, if you got a Sony, you can snap pictures, send it to your phone and send it to your client. That's another way I blow clients mind. If I'm doing any type of photography, if I'm doing any type of photography, like event photography, I usually have the contact at the location cell phone. Nothing blows their mind than to receive images from the event while at the event. Nothing blows. Like I've, I, what I'll do is I'll take pictures, I'll send them to my phone and I'll send them. And I'll look over at the client and they'll be like doing something and they'll check their phone. And they're like, look at this, y'all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing blows their mind in doing that. And that's something that the Sonys have given me. It's a little tidbit you can put in your pocket to just throat punch your client right in the middle of a shoot. Just chop them right in the throat. It will blow their mind. They've never, they're going to be like, why did we hire the other guy before when we're getting this from this guy? So something to definitely think about. 
Um, M1 is definitely a game changer. Yep. Definitely a game changer. Uh, does it show value to show up with the crew versus showing up alone, even if it's two people? Okay. Think about it like this. If you hire someone to clean your home, if you hire a home cleaner, if you hire mechanics, if you if you hire somebody to do body work, aren't you a little bit more impressed when there's a team working on it than just you? Right? You're always it always seems like you're getting more when there's multiple people working on it. I show up with uh, as much team as possible, as much team as possible. It, sh- it just looks better when you have three guys in uniform working on the shoot. Kimberly says, I am a cannabis photographer Um, in an untouched market. What class of yours do I start with today? Master course all day long. The master course. It'll, it'll, it'll tell you how to go after that target audience, how to build your brand around appealing to to cannabis companies. Blackmagic 4K or A7S3 image quality only. That depends. That depends. I sold my pocket for my my A7S3. I'm not looking back. Um I like the I like the autofocus. Okay, let's go back to image quality. I love the image quality of the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema camera. I love it. Neck and neck, they have two different looks. One is more cinematic, the other is a little more video with the ability to look more cinematic. A little more work, but when you add on autofocus and everything else you get, I don't mind spending a little time tweaking the image or colors to get a cinematic look when I have great autofocus. Um, The A7S III has that plastic look. Out of camera, it has a plastic look, but you you get the dynamic range. They it, You get the data to do what you need. The issue is, a lot of people don't want to work in post-production to get the look. They want to just shoot it and upload it. Nobody would have read the shooting footage and then just uploading it. They don't spend $50,000 on a camera to just upload it. They spend $50,000 on a camera that captures enough data to allow them to be creative in post, to allow them to be more creative in post than a compressed image. That is why red footage always looks so good. You've never seen red footage that's like here out of the camera unless you search for log and it looks just like any other camera. You can jack up red footage if you're not good in post. But nobody who invests $50,000 or even $10,000 in a camera, nobody invests that much in a camera without investing that much up here. When you go below 10000 you get a lot of people that just want a camera with good image quality and they just they think it's all camera. It's not. It's just a tool. That's why, think about it like this. When you spend more money for a sports car, you get less car. You don't get heated seats and a and a warm steering wheel and, you know, a sound system. You get a passenger seat delete. You get a roll bar. You get anti-lock brakes is gone. You get more control of the vehicle because you've invested in this. Race car drivers don't get all of those features. They don't want them. They want to be able to control the car. They want access to the raw controls, right? A race car is just a regular car. It's just a raw version. You know what I mean? A regular Camaro is a JPEG, a ZL1, or a race-inspired one. Let's, let's use Challengers. I like them a little bit better. So an RT is a JPEG, right? Still fast. When you start talking Hellcats and you start getting into those, 
that level of cars, those are raw versions. You can strip it down to just pure muscle, no traction control, none of that stuff. It's just me in a row and I have the ability to control it. That's what you're getting when you get a more expensive camera. You have the ability to control more. It captures way more data and you have the ability to be creative with that data. But if you don't have the knowledge to understand what to do with that data, you won't get a good image. And that's why you see, that's why you don't see bad images from, from reds or higher end cameras because the people that can afford them have spent double on this than what they've spent on this. Something to definitely think about. How to market my business through Facebook ads. It's a long answer to that. Um, because your business has to be built to go after your target audience. If it's not, you're wasting money. Would the DJI Pocket 2 be a good B camera for the Black Magic? No. It'll be a good C camera, but not a good B camera. Good behind the scenes camera, but it will not. Would you be able to blend and match footage? A little bit, yeah, but it'll be a noticeable difference. Pixel shift option. I got I think I missed the first part of that question. For photography, it's great. If you're doing something that's still like product photography. Um, for working in post, I'd rather shoot in raw with the pockets. Yeah. A7S3, if you get an atom, I mean you get an Atomist recorder, you're getting ProRes. Um, the internal codecs aren't bad at all. Um, because it's 10-bit, you got a lot of flexibility. Um, also, you uh, you know, and you still have raw, so you still got a lot to work with. Still got a lot to work with. Always color correct and gray. You'd be surprised at how many people don't even color correct. You'd be surprised at how many people don't color correct. They just want to just upload it. It's mind blowing. How many people spend two, three, four thousand dollars on a camera? How many people have so many lenses and they know nothing about color correction? They get a bad image and then they drop a LUT on it and they expect it to be expected to look cinematic. So it's amazing. Sandra D says, uh, Oh, that popped up. How did you get knowledgeable about the business? I want to be just like you. Um, bruise knuckles, a lot of money spent in other places and me waking up one day. So I got a really good job where I was a, a creative director for a big brand. That is a chain of restaurants. If you follow me, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention them. And I noticed that this company was making millions off of my content with training, um, with things like that, social media. They were making millions off of it. And I felt like if I can make 10% of that, I can live a lifestyle way better than I currently have with no boss. So to do that, I had to understand the business side, right? I know a lot of photographers and videographers that shoot great content. They're not making money. They're not making money. So my goal was to find out how to make money. And then I I, I took business as a passion, as, as something I love just as much as creating a great, great image. And I went after that. And it cost me money buying mentors, spending money for mentors, courses, all kind of stuff um, until I started to figure it out. It's just like photography. When it started to click, you get it. You're like, ah. That's why this, that's why they didn't hire me. That's why this, that, and the other. I wasn't afraid to ask for feedback. And I and I noticed that focusing on this instead of camera gear, lenses, new technology, 8K, 
started a lot, bringing me in so much more money that I can buy the gear I want. It didn't matter. So focusing on better images didn't, didn't, I wouldn't say it didn't help me. It didn't change my life. Focusing on the business part changed my life. And when I, when I decided to say, Hey, you know, I'm going to focus on understanding how to find the right clients, how to sell them the right product, how to provide a solution. Then you got, you get enough money to come in and you can kind of throw it at other problems. Like, like to the point where if you're not a good editor, okay, who cares? Right. If you learn how to get enough clients, you can hire an editor. If you're not a good photographer or you're not good at product photography, who cares? Right. You can make enough money where you can hire somebody to do it. Right. If you're a good editor, and you become the best editor in the world and nobody knows. So what? How does that help you? Um, downloaded the feedback form. I'm having problems downloading. Shoot me an email. I'll make sure you're good. Uh, the A7S3 with a $5 investment, you can shoot ProRes RAW. Not a $5,000 investment. You can buy the A7S3 and you can buy the Atomus recorder for less than four grand. No, I'm not gonna say less than four grand. It's like thirty eight hundred, so less than forty five hundred. So, how can you not color correct? That's editing one on one. I know people who edit and don't cut, touch the coloring tab unless it's time to add a LUT. You'd be surprised. So, um, clients want ten pictures. I gave them package pricing, like you said. What pricing do you recommend for gender reveal? Um, I do base pricing for the first hour. However many hours I'm there, additional pricing, and just give them all the photos. Give them JPEGs of all the photos. Under promise, over deliver. Let me make sure I get a, make sure I, 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 I check out everything real quick. Should I get a website for my photography business, for my photography, even though I work full-time job with, with alternating off days? Long story short, my, my availability can be limited. That's a great question. Yes, you can't bring in a client without a website or you can bring in word of mouth, little change clients. If you're working with corporate clients and your schedule rotates to a point where you have a Tuesday off, you can always schedule them on that Tuesday. So something to definitely think about. Business minded. Yep. Not only barbers, but male black barbers. I would go after all barbers. Bigger, bigger paycheck. Um, yep. I wouldn't worry about your equipment work because you can rent equipment. You can't rent a website. You can't rent the knowledge to close a client. You can't rent your ability to to, to write a proposal. You can't rent uh, your ability to close on a big sale. You can't rent the the um experience it takes to understand how to work with a company like Walmart when they come when they call you up and say, "Hey, we got a $40,000 video budget. We want to shoot two commercials. Can you help?" You can't rent that. You can't rent it. I you'd be surprised at how many people um hire me for consultant work and they're like, "Yo, I got this company on the line. They want to spend 200,000. What do I do?" Well, you shouldn't have invested in all of that gear cuz you could have rented that. And you should have been preparing to work with clients like this. Now I'm trying to teach you on the fly and you're going back reciting it and you can't answer questions confidently and you lose that client. There's nothing worse than losing a huge payday because you went in there talking about 8K and not how to provide a solution 
a cinematic solution to their problem. I've seen it happen over and over again. I've seen content creators talk about sliders and gimbals to a client that's saying, hey, we're having a problem training clients or training employees. We're having a problem where we need to train people faster and we need to train them in a uniform way over different states and, and countries. How can we do that? Well, I got 8K and 8K will make the video look good. You've lost that client because that client don't give a damn about your camera. They care about your ability to provide a cinematic solution to their problem, their pain point. If you cannot do that in 2021, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go on Craigslist. I want you to take that camera, take some really good pictures of it, write up a really detailed description of that camera and click the for sale button because you won't be in business for long. 2021 for content creators is about providing a solution, not about providing footage. They got footage in their pocket. 4K in their pocket. If you're talking about camera gear and quality, you're not going to make it. You need to understand the business side. Um, is it possible to run a business depending on rental gear? Because I can't keep up with the new gear. Most really big production companies don't own a lot of gear. They rent everything. There is a profit margin within the pricing that will allow you to rent everything. Something you got to think about. I don't even know who that Daniel guy is. No disrespect. Is product commercial really a good niche? Um, I really want to do it as a main job. What type of products? Because there's no way I would hire a guy who takes great images of Coke cans to do my apparel line. You need to be a little more niche than that. A little more niche than that. So uh, as long as you know exactly what you want to do. Let me give you an example. If you do apparel, right? Let's say you do shoes. You do shoe photography. You know how many shoe companies you can go after? You know how many boutiques you can go after? You know how many people who are starting to des to redesign like Nikes, they get them and change colors and they want to take great images of them and sell them on Amazon, eBay, or their website, designers that you can go after and get a licensing deal so that they can be residual income? That's why business is important. That's why business is important. What specifically do you mean by color correction? I mean your ability to correct your white balance, to make certain colors pop, to make sure your color is accurate. A lot of people are color grading and they got a $100 monitor. They didn't go out and buy a calibrator for their monitor. They didn't go out and get a color grading monitor, right? They're not that expensive, three, four, dollars $500 to make sure your colors are accurate. If you get hired by Coca-Cola, and you edit their video and they got this big $500,000 budget and you give them a video and that Coca-Cola can is 1% off the shave red. The red shade is 1% different. Congratulations, because you'll never work in that industry again. You know how how much value they have in their color. It's not even It's not even funny. If you deliver something to a client and the color is off, Go to craigslist.com right now. How do you deal with competition in your niche? That's a great question. By offering more value, by having a better understanding of what of the problems we solve, by having a better understanding of the solution.
by not going in there talking about kits and cameras and jibs and dollies and nope. By going in there and making sure I explain to my client that this is the niche that I work in and I've helped hundreds of people or businesses who are in your situation to get from point A to point B. In fact, here's proof. Here are testimonials, here before and after videos, here are, here are a ton of people who came to me saying the exact same thing you're saying, and this is what their results were. I'm going to do that for you. Nope, I'm not the cheapest guy. You're right. I'm not the cheapest guy. However, everybody that I've worked with in the past who spent more than what the cheapest guy requested, everything I've done for them worked. Here's proof. That's how you beat your competition with value. So, Smitty vibes. Uh, as an entrepreneur, did you did you have to overcome personal challenges like burnout, um, imposter syndrome? Yeah, heck yeah. I talk about a lot of the in, like in the master course. We got a whole chapter that's talking about things that you're going to deal with, the mental side of it, right? The business side is cool, but you're going to have to deal with a whole lot of mental stuff, right? We talk about your support system, your family, your partner, things that you have to be ready for as you move forward uh, in this industry. It's a whole lot. And it's, 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 it's an uphill battle, but you got to, and it's pretty much the second chapter, second or first chapter, because you got to look at that first. I don't even want you to think of a company name. I don't even want you to think of a niche before you determine what the mental side or you understand what the mental side of this journey is going to be and what you need to do. How, how, you know, having an idea and you bring it home to your family and they're like, Oh, that's a great idea. And it's trash, but they're, they're trying to be supportive to understand the difference between somebody who don't really know how to help you, but want to be supportive and somebody that's just hating on you. Cause you can get a lot of family members. It's like, that's a great idea. Murder kill productions. Cause we kill every production. That's great. No, it's not. But your people going to tell you it's great. Just like every picture you bring to them. They're like, that's dope. It's actually not. So you got to have that together. How can we approach clients as individuals or freelancers? You shouldn't. You approach them as a business. You don't, companies don't buy from people. They buy from companies. Best way to retain a client is to underpromise and overdeliver. What would you say about the industry of toy photographers? There are new toys every week. Everybody needs content. There is a place for it. But if your website show that you do everything, if I see people and babies and dogs, I'm not hiring you to do my toy stuff. You also have family hold you back. You will have family. You will have partners. I'm talking about relationships. You will have spouses. You will have friends that hold you back. Some of them are not doing this on purpose. Some of them just don't know no better. And you have to be mature enough and intelligent enough to see that, that they don't mean harm. They're really trying to hurt you. They just don't know. No, they don't know how, right? If you get somebody that's on level three, trying to help a person that's on level seven, they don't know how. They mean all the best, in, you know, in the world. They don't know how, but they, you got to know that they're not hating and you got to be able to be smart enough to look at that information and say, okay, 
I can't use that information in my mind. However, I'm showing gratitude. I'm showing appreciation to that person because in their mind, they're giving you a hundred percent. They're giving you the best advice they can think of because they really want you to succeed. But in your mind, you like, I've done that already. That doesn't work. And you can't look at them as somebody that's trying to sabotage it because that may not be the case. There will be people that sabotage it that are looking to just hate. So you got to be you got to be smart enough and mature enough and understand business enough to realize that. But we 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 teach you that. Um what content will you think clients will want coming out of COVID? There's content that clients want in COVID right now. Now I said it again. I said it before on previous lives. If you got a client that's in retail that survives through people buying products or walking in the door or a service and you haven't approached them with an idea to do a video that talks about what they're doing to prevent the spread of COVID while still being in business, you've left money on the table. There's your A7S3 right there waiting. There's your money for your next camera waiting. It's just that you haven't looked at it like that, right? You haven't looked at it like that. Um, I said this may be a dumb question. It's not. No question is a dumb question. What is a beta client? I'm assuming someone you're trying to gain as a real client. Nope. Okay, let's talk about beta clients because I'm, I'm going to end it in a second because we went over. But I want to make sure we got a lot of new viewers. Beta clients is the most important part of what we teach here at Flashroom Academy, right? And let me go into that. Some of you have heard it a million times. Some of you haven't, but you know I am huge on beta clients. All right. So in the in, in the course, I'll put it on the screen. Um, I teach you how to get, why to get, what to do with beta clients. So what are beta clients? Beta client beta clients are clients that you approach to work for free. Free, free, free. In exchange for their help in developing a product to sell to other clients. So let me go into detail with that. As a lawyer videographer, let's say my niche is family law, hypothetically. Let's say it is. My niche is family lawyers, right? Instead of me walking in that door saying, you need a video for your website. I'm walking in the door and I'm saying, what problems do you have that I can possibly solve with video? When they give me those problems, I create products to solve those problems. Now, why is that important? Because you're not a family lawyer. You don't know what they go through. You're just a guy with a camera or a girl with a camera and you have an idea. You can't sell your idea to somebody who don't need that. Let them tell you what their problems are. And I guarantee you that everybody that's in that niche, every other family lawyer you run into will have had that same problem. So when you create content that solves that problem and you walk into the next family lawyer, he's going to say, you're a freaking genius. You read my mind. How did you know that we go through this? Yes, I'll take it. That beta client is going to tell you how to perfect that product. They're going to tell you what the value of that is. You're just throwing a price tag on it. You may be putting a $2,000 price tag on a $20 problem. They're going to tell you what's a $20,000 problem to them. Now you can create a product that's worth $20,000. It has the value. 
So when you go into another lawyer, you know what, because you're your beta tester, you know what their marketing budget is, ballpark figure. You know they got this problem. You know they value this problem. It's harder for them to say no. And you have results from your beta tester. You can go and say, you know what? We just got finished working with such and such. They had the same problem. This is what we did and look at them now. If you're having this problem, let's do this for you. We brought them an extra 500,000 a year. And they made a $20,000 investment. When they look at that, they'll buy it. You know they'll buy it. That's why I say work with three beta testers. Don't go there just to fill up your portfolio. I got shots. No, I want what's in your head. I don't want just pictures. I want to understand how this helps you. I want to tweak it until it helps you even more. I want to make sure that when I when I leave here as a beta tester, that you're, you want to pay me. You want to pay me for more because that's how good it is. Then I'm going to take that product and I'm going to go after everybody in my niche who I think have that problem and I'm going to solve it for all of them. And you know what I'm going to do when I get to the next one? I'm going to show them the last one I left and say they had this problem. Look what we did. In fact, I got five other companies that had that problem and look where they are now. That is why it's $20,000. And it's a problem that they need solved. You're not guessing. So beta testers are important. Very important. Something to think about. Excuse me. Wrong pipe. Anyway, so as a content creator, right now you're just holding your camera thinking you're going to just walk into people and just shoot stuff. Let them tell you what they need help with. Let them tell you. They're going to tell you. If you get in good with somebody, they'll tell you what their problems are, right? Because usually what clients come to you for video for, you got to dig deeper and see what the problem is. Oh, we want to get a video for our website to show what we do. Why? Dig deeper. Well, because we're our bounce rate is high. So people are coming to your website and they're leaving? Yeah, they don't understand what we do. Okay. So... You may need more than just a video for your website. We may need some short content for your social media platforms. We may need better images, better graphics. There's other things within that. You know, they, they're just thinking video, but you need to be a doctor. Just the same equivalent of you walking into the doctor's office and you're saying, my knee hurt. Give me, give me some morphine. And like, wait a minute. Your knee hurt because your shoes are wrong. So you need insoles. You need a knee brace. You probably need a back brace and a new mattress. I never thought about that. I know. That's why I'm a doctor and not a drug dealer. So get rid of the drug dealer mentality. They show up, you go rock peace. Be a doctor. Look at the problem. Understanding where they're having issues. Provide a cinematic solution. When you do that, your shoots will go from three, four, five hundred dollars a shoot to five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars a shoot easily right now you're just showing up with a camera talking specs charging people for camera kits they don't understand what they're getting they don't know why this is important how this is going to help them they don't see the benefit of how this is going to make them money they don't get it because you haven't solved the problem so now you know 
No one's to have to battle G.I. Joe. Anyway, I'm going to get ready to wrap. Listen, we do this every Tuesday at 1. If you're a gold member, let me put that graphic on here. Because if you are a gold member, we do a um we do a, we do another one. Thursdays at 7, where we invite people to jump on and share the screen. And we have a big powwow. And we, you know, we bring on you guys so you guys we can talk and ask questions. We do that. If you need consultant, we offer consultant. If you need courses, we got courses. We're here to help you get that bag. Don't get caught up in that 8K stuff all day. It's great. It's great. It's absolutely wonderful. Gear is wonderful. But if you're not making money with that gear, if you're if you're spending if you're going to work right now punching the clock to buy that gear and you already own a camera, you are doing it wrong. I don't care if you got a 5D Mark II. If you understand the business side, that 5D Mark II should have bought you a 5D Mark III. It should have bought you a 5D Mark IV. It should have bought you everything. If you're pulling money from somewhere else to buy your gear, it's because you don't understand the business side. Period. The only camera you should pay for with your hard-earned working money is your first camera. If you got to pay for everything else from your 9 to 5, the problem is your business side. It's not your camera knowledge. It's not your gear. It ain't that you ain't got the right lenses. It's not that you need to run out and get a drone. It's you don't understand how to bring in clients, how to bring in the right clients, how to close deals, how to write proposals, where to look, how to understand who your target client is, how to understand the importance of a niche. Your website's probably not good. Your demo reel is probably not good. That's the part you need to get better at. I know a lot of really good photographers that are broke. And I know some photographers that aren't that great, that understand the business side, that are riding in cars to make you ask the question every guy wants you to ask when they get out their car. So, so what do you do? <laughs> what do you, what, what do you do again? Is that a, that's the new, what exactly do you do? That is the best question ever when you get out of your car. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap. Um, Again, make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that stuff all the YouTubers tell you to do so they can continue to grow their channel. And uh, you guys be safe. If you're, if mask, wearing a mask is your thing, make sure you rock that mask. If not, that's your right. You got the right to do it wherever it's legal to do it. All right. Um, Bay, real quick. Good looking out on the Super Chat. I seen it. Good looking, good looking out on the Super Chat. Unpaid internship at a related job field or day job while working on your own um day job while working on your own yeah all right guys you're listening to content and cash a flash film academy podcast you've been listening to content and cash a flash film academy podcast Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.